2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Oh, my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal!
3: That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. A very happy new year as we welcome you to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the first time in the year 2018. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Callum Chambers on his 2017 and hopes into the new year. We look at the letter Q in the A-Z of Arsenal. Adrian Clark previews Wednesday evening's huge London derby against Chelsea. We kick off by looking back at the Christmas calendar The Arsenal inside. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal weekly podcast. Well, former Arsenal midfielder Perry Groves. I'm delighted to say. it's our Arsenal insider in depth. Perry, thank you for hopefully setting the bar high for 2018. Good to have you on the show. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. Happy New Year. Let's hope we win a couple of trophies. You made your way back from deepest, darkest Norfolk, I believe, over the uh, festive period.
4: Yeah, it was very quiet. Um... I'm glad to get a phone signal. You don't realise how much you <laughs> miss your phone. You can get I've actually used a, uh, a telephone pay box first time about uh, 15 years, so
3: that was a lovely. Well, it's good to have you back and back with good reception. And we'll start, I think, with the Palace game over the course of the festive period. Issue, of course, covered it for the Match Day show, didn't you? And uh, an all-important three points at that point for Arsenal. Yeah, I must admit,
4: I-, I thought it was a really impressive performance. Palace had been unbeaten in eight games before that and it was probably a bad time to play him, you know, if you said, playing in five or six weeks they'd have been nailed on but um, I thought we started off very very well I thought the, pass, the passing was crisp I thought our closing down was crisp and if you're being hypercritical going in only one year up half time you know we, we could have been a little bit more ruthless I, I thought you know the mountain we was on top Palace was a bit leggy and I thought we just needed to, to kill them off you know just to not keep them in the game but I thought the first half the performance was very very
3: good and Perry just like so many times in the year 2017 it was Alexis who then secured the points Benteke tries to measure a pass out of his own penalty area but just gives it to Callum Chambers who chips it for Alexis Sanchez and now it's with that Alex Lacazette inside the area and Sanchez oh. with a shot and finds the corner well there was hardly anything to aim at there and he's beaten Spironi in his near post and Arsenal are back in front and that is a sumptuous strike from Alexis Sanchez, we are back level. Kosciel station, now it's with uh, Mustafi. And Wilshire on the halfway line, central position. Chipsy forward looks for the movement of Alexis Sanchez inside the box, and oh. finishes! Brilliant ball forward, terrific control, real composure. Arsenal have a third, and it is no more than the Gunners deserve. Palace peg back, Arsenal. Courtesy of Townsend, but the afterburners have been put on here. And Alexis Sanchez at the double.
4: Yeah, sure. Obviously, we went one-up in the first half of Miss Daffy, which was a, a real, like, cool finish, you know, for a centre-half. then they'd blast them over the bar, I and I was doing the co-commentary, and I, and I said, that oh, sorry, doing the match, that show, and I said, the only thing that could um, hinder us would be if we were complacent in the second half, and and we were. We just topped off it for about four or five or ten minutes, and that allowed Palace to get back in because they, they looked leggy in the first half, and then when Anders Townsend scored, made it one, it gave them a lift, but then you need to start a little bit of character, which we did. And as you said, Alexis Sanchez getting his first goal, which was a lot better goal on second look when you look at it on first, because it, the quality was in the short back lift that he took. You know, Lacazette did well, he kept it alive in the penalty box. And because Alexis Sanchez got such quick feet, then he got his shot away so quickly, and it went inside, obviously, um, um right hand post. But it was the short back lift. and that put us back at 2 1. That just sort of steadied us down a little bit.
3: And, Perry, that is symptomatic of Alexis at his very best, isn't it? And, OK, we've not seen a huge amount of that so far this season for various reasons, but when he's really confident and on song, the quick feet and the quick back lift are two of the key things that he brings to the table, aren't they?
4: Yeah, very much so. And I thought that the link-up play uh, with the front three, I thought, was, was absolutely first-class. Well, Lacazette did well. I think, he, you know, he held the ball up really well. He allowed Sanchez um, and Ozil to join in with them. I thought they were, they were outstanding. And there's been a lot of rubbish talked and written about Alexis Sanchez in the last two or three weeks. And I've sort of come to his defense. But a lot of um, pundits have been saying that he's down towards it. He hasn't been trying. That's just a load of rubbish because I've watched every game. He hasn't played, as you said there, he hasn't played particularly well. And he's been giving the ball away uh, more than what a quality player like him should be. But it's not due to lack of effort. You no, know, you have to separate the two things. Just because someone's having a bit of a bad spell doesn't mean to say they're not trying. And I don't think you could
2: ever throw that out of Alexis Sanchez.
3: Now, Squadron Mustafi opened the scoring. Let's hear his thoughts post-match speaking to Arsenal media.
2: Well, you know, it's always difficult when you come to places like this, when you have to adapt to different football. You know, our idea of football is different. Short passing play. But uh, when you come here, you have to adapt to their their game, especially when you don't have the ball. Uh, But I think, yeah, we did well. I think we conceded uh, the first one Uh, was a little bit unlucky in the second one was a corner which we we have to defend better um but i think uh, overall we did well
3: so a big day for mustafian on arsenal then rolls to the hawthorns to take on west brahman such such frustration not to get three more points
4: yeah very much so if you're being you know perfectly honest and and brutal about it 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 wasn't the three-five performance that against crystal palace and um, it was both teams looked a bit leggy, a little bit tired. There was no sort of spark or inspiration. And what you need to do is you just need to win those games. You win those games 1-0, then people forget about the performance. You say, yeah, very professional, very gritty. You know, you sort of dug it out. And that, what looked like was going to happen when we got, obviously, the own goal from uh, James McLean. And uh, we were probably the better side with possession on balance of play. And then uh, unfortunately, you're in the, uh, the hands of the officials to, to make the correct decision. And um, you know, I know we've got red-tinted red spectacles on in the podcast or whatever, but um, you have to say, I, I jumped to the defensive referee analyse them because they have to make an instant decision very quickly. And we can over-analyse them, but but that one, even in real time, you thought, no, nah, I can't see how that, that penalty's been given.
3: No, I agree with you. When you've got a player who's got his arm pushed inward, it's from very close range. The ball would have hit the body had it not hit the the arm. I just felt very unlucky. On someone like Callum Chambers, who's had such an up-and-down time and was just having a good game and trying to reassert himself as well, it's not going to boost his confidence, is it? Well, I think, you know what happens? Because it, it,
4: it if he's given a penalty away where he comes sliding in, you know, to take someone out or he's raised his hand in an unnatural position, which... It wasn't. Um, then I think you'd beat yourself up. But as a player, you're just looking at thinking, I've been really unlucky then. I think it was a surprise to a few that he came back in um, at Crystal Palace because Rob Holding's been you know, in, the, in front of the Peckinall. Then he played very well there. He, he played very well against uh, West Brom. And I, I just think it's just one of those things. And I know that obviously Arson wasn't particularly pleased and have been quite damning of, of Bishop probably about last month or so. He's, he's not saying that they're not any good. But I think he believed that they, they could be a little bit fitter. And unfortunately, we've just gone on, on
3: the end of, a, of just, a, just a poor decision. Oh, you mentioned Arsene Wenger. Let's get the boss's thoughts, Perry, on that frustrating day in the black country.
5: After, maybe we haven't played well enough. Well, that's down to you to judge. But uh, uh, these are two things. You cannot have a West Bromwich five days to prepare a game like that. We have three... Uh, I, I'm ready to play every day as long as our opponent has played at the same time recovery over Christmas. But you, it, it's not normal. And we have the same problem again against Chelsea. They played yesterday, we play on Wednesday, we have one day more again.
3: So five points so far over the festive break and, and needing a big run of wins as Arsenal had been on a few weeks prior is proving tough, but it's very needed, isn't it? A game with top four, very gettable, but teams just pulling away a little bit.
4: Yeah, I think we can say we need got a big game coming against Chelsea, uh, one of your main rivals for the top four positions. Liverpool have shown like a bit of consistency. I think they're beat about 13. Uh, Spurs have won four the last five, which is I shouldn't have said that word on our podcast. Actually, I apologise. <laughs> I just like swearing in it. But the other mob up the road. Um, yeah, so we've uh, we've got a, a big game coming up against Chelsea, and uh, we played well at Stamford Bridge uh, and got the draw. Um, and, I, and I think at home. Um, we're very, very confident, and you know, we're, we're very free-flowing, so um, hopefully Mesut Ozil will be OK, and then um, we'll be
3: fine. As a player yourself, how difficult and disjointed is it when you've got more games than normal, but on days you're not used to playing as well? Yeah, that's
4: that's the key, because, um, you know, I, I'm a big... Players can play two games a week. You know, you can play, like, you can play Saturday, Tuesday, or Thursday and Sunday. That's not a problem, it's, when you've got the four games in nine ten days, you're not in the, in the right rhythm. And I don't care what anybody says. I know they say they football footballer just playing a game of football. But whatever job you do, if you come out of your your normal working pattern, your shift pattern, your your sleep is uh, sort of uh, deprived a little bit. You're a little bit uh, more tired physically and, and mentally, and it does make a difference. So I just think over the Christmas period, which we love, there's probably there's one game probably too many, and that, a lot of the managers are you know saying that. But that's, that's the beauty of English football. That's why everyone loves the festive period and new year period, because you get such a plethora of games. So um, it, more, it comes more into your mental strength now as well, because you will feel a bit fatigued, but the mental side of it has to get you through. And if you're, you're playing well and winning games, you don't feel as tired. It's amazing if you can score the first goal, especially against Chelsea, then that, that tiredness goes away.
3: And Perry just finally we'll talk more about the Chelsea game with Clarkey in a few minutes at the chalkboard, but it's then FA Cup third round weekend, a classic fixture in the calendar against Nottingham Forest and probably more rotation as we've seen in the Europa League and the Carabao Cup, would you expect?
4: Yeah, very much so. I, I think obviously there, there's players that will need to minute down on the belt. You know, we mentioned Rob Holding earlier and probably C a Wal Cup will get himself right that and Debussy. So even though we we put um I, I I'd call it more of a sort of a second string rather than a weakened side because even when we put out you know, our uh, Caribou Cup teams or our FA Cup teams you hope in, you've probably got eight, nine, ten full internationals and some excellent young players obviously you've seen uh, Reece Nielsen come in and uh, Maitland-Niles and, and uh, Joe Whisso. um it'll be a strong side and also Nottingham Forest have just um, had the sort of turmoil of, of getting rid of their manager so um, hopefully they won't have a new manager by then because you don't want to pay someone when they've got a new manager about. So I, I think Nottingham Forest should take their time, consider you know their options, and probably take about another 10 days before they uh, announce a the new manager.
3: That sounds like an excellent plan from Arsenal's point of view. Perry, uh, all the best for 2018 and uh, thanks so much for coming back onto the podcast, But We've really enjoyed it. Absolute pleasure. Young defender Callum Chambers returned to Arsenal starting 11 over the Christmas period. He's been speaking to us about his hopes for 2018.
4: Callum, when you look back at 2017, how do you fl- reflect on it?
6: Um, it was a great experience for me, um, going, up, uh, well, going to Middlesbrough um, and, and having the experience I did there, meeting the people I met, uh, getting the game time I got. Um, it was amazing. Um, you know, I can't thank Middlesbrough enough for, for giving me that opportunity to go there. Um, I think as a player, it's it's improved me massively, um, and as a person as well. Going up there, you know, living on my own and and doing all that, so it was a great experience last year. And unfortunately, you know, we uh, Middlesbrough got relegated. Um, you know, I, I was gutted. I couldn't sort of do any more to help with that. Uh, but yeah, as a said, you know, I can't thank the club enough for giving me the opportunity to go there. And then obviously you
4: went off to the Euros with England. What was that like?
6: Again, it was another great experience. You know, unfortunately we got beat by Germany in penalties. Um, but you know, the team, well, yeah, we had a great team. The team atmosphere is unbelievable. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a big tournament to in, be involved in as well. And you know, luckily I played, I played in every game. And I take those experiences with me and the things I learned there. And you know, actually sharing a room with Rob as well was was good fun. So. Yeah, it, you know, they're happy memories for me. And
4: you've come back to Arsenal now, you're fighting for a place in the first team. How have you finding it this since you've come back?
6: To be honest, it's a bit frustrating. Um, I've been injured for a lot of it with my hip. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm getting back to full fitness now. I've been training for a few weeks back in back in regular now. So I just want to get back fit uh, and play games, get games under my belt. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit frustrating for, for me for the start of the season, but... You know, I want to push on from here.
4: What are your hopes for 2018
6: then? Again, you know, I just want to get back f- fully fit um, and just play games, get game time. Um, I want to prove myself. Um, and yeah, as I said, you know, just, you know, prove myself to everyone that I can do it. The A. A- to Z. or Charlie George, you
0: can-
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market.
3: Q is for Niall Quinn. The big man joined us in 1983 and scored on his debut against Liverpool after netting 18 goals in 18 reserve team games. In total, Nile played 67 times, scoring 14 goals before moving to Manchester City in 1990. Q is also for Queen's Park Rangers. We've played the hoops some 53 times, winning 24 of those encounters, including this late winner in 2012. Lovely dick cross to the back post. saves. saves
0: our safety.
4: Trying to hold the ball up in the middle of the box for Giroud to go and attack it, and he's got up there, and you can say, oh, was going to keep it out again, and it's pinned around off the post, I think, came back off the bar, and luckily Arteta was there to just put it in the net, and to be fair, it's like a big sigh of relief has just gone around the ground.
3: And finally, Q is for the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, home of the London Stadium and West Ham. We drew a blank there in December, but it was the Alexis Show during our first visit there last season. Mustafi, good control by Alexis, got away from his man, Alexis Sanchez, still going, Alexis Sanchez,
4: wonderful goal, pure class from Alexis Sanchez, Arsenal double their lead.
3: Oxlade-Chamberlain in Arsenal, dominant side here, there's to be another goal, you have to say it be Arsenal at the moment, Urzon. Jacker, oh, nearly found Ozil, Alexis, he's got Ramsey with him, Alexis goes on his own, and Arsenal have got the third goal, and that is game, set and match. Ramsey, look at the spaces out there. chamberlain Alexis Sanchez, the flag has stayed down, he's on for a hat-trick here, is it
0: five? You bet it is, what a finish, cheeky, and Alexis has bagged a hat-trick.
1: Chalkboard with Adrian Clark.
3: Well, joining us at the chalkboard for the first time in 2018 is the one and only Adrian Clark. Uh, Clarky, happy New Year! How's it going?
7: Yeah, thank you very much, Russ. Yeah, same to you too. Um, Let's let's make it a good one.
3: I hope you're wearing some kind of purple marini jumper because myself, Liam Roberts, and indeed Alaki are all weirdly wearing exactly the same thing today. So I trust you (laughs) followed suit.
7: Uh, it's, it's, a, it's blue, but it, there's, there's probably I've got a shade of. I have actually got a shade of purple in it. Good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, it You're counts.
3: suitably uniformed. We're happy to hear it, um, Clarkie, What are your New Year's resolutions? First of all.
7: Oh, my New Year's <laughs> resolutions! <laughs> oh goodness me, you put me on the spot there. Um, I am going to to make the breakdown even better than it has been in, in previous years. Um, but no, I, I don't really. Have, I don't really have any massive New Year's resolutions. Um, yeah, what about yourself, Russ? Uh
3: I think probably similar to you, just kind of, you know, cracking on with more in 2018 and hopefully delivering the best we can for this fine club. Talking of which, New Year's resolutions for the club, for Arsenal. Ooh,
7: that, now that is a good one. Um, personally speaking, I think I would like to see uh, the club look to revamp the squad and rebuild it during 2018. I, I, I do feel... The, the, to challenge, you know, the likes of City who are, are way ahead at the moment, aren't they? But we probably just need to freshen up the freshen up the first team group. Um and, and I think that would be really exciting actually for the for the supporters and for all the players involved. You know, every now and again I think you need that injection of, of fresh blood and new talent to to get everybody excited and just to sometimes bring bring a fresh energy to the whole training ground, to the match day. Et cetera so so I think that has to be a resolution also we've got to be looking to um, to make ourselves harder to beat away from home I think uh, you know 11 defeats in the calendar year of 2017 were, was too many so um so yeah those two resolutions nail those and I think we can we can look forward to a better year ahead
3: of course, players being at their sharpest, Clarkie, is critical for a game like Chelsea on Wednesday evening. It's a massive game and a chance for Arsenal to close back into the top four, as we were discussing with Perry Groves just before you.
7: Oh, absolutely, yes. No, it's a huge game. Um, but I'm, I'm not worried about Arsenal on home turf. I think the, the em- at Emirates Stadium, the team has the team by and last performed excellently. The, the drive has been there. The, the tempo against the big boys... Has been absolutely outstanding. I thought the the performance against Spurs were, were, was wonderful, and against United, let's be honest, we just ran into David De Gea in superhuman form. Liverpool, the comeback was was immense, even though um, you know the start wasn't so good. So no, I think yeah, it's uh, it's a huge game, and after the frustration of of what happened at the Hawthorns, I, I would expect a, a positive reaction.
3: I thought that Arsenal played very well against Chelsea at the bridge earlier in the season. I commentated on that game, and it's a game that Arsenal could and, and probably should have won. Chelsea since, though, have, have really improved. I mean, it's four wins and a draw in their last five, isn't it, for the Premier League champions?
7: Yeah, they're flying at the moment. They, they're they a pretty well-oiled machine, Chelsea. Um, obviously, 5-0 last time out against Doge, who are all over the place at the moment, it has to be said. But yeah, they're just not conceding very many goals, Chelsea. They are they are very resolute. Um, we know that, that 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 was the sort of cornerstone of their, of their title success. So, so even though David Luiz, who is a big part of that, isn't involved at the moment, they're, they're, they're very very well disciplined at the back. And, and going forward, yeah, they've, they've got they've got quality players, haven't they? Um, I think unfortunately for Arsenal, they're running into Chelsea, possibly in the best form that they've been in. In the season so far, I, I commentated on them at uh, Everton, where it was only a goalless draw. But even then, they, they absolutely bossed the majority of that game It should really have scored three or four goals. So, look, make no mistake, this game will be every bit as tough as the Liverpool and the Man
3: United test. Clarkie, how do you expect Chelsea to line up for this one then? Because Andreas Christensen, I've been very impressed with. He's been a bit poorly in recent weeks and has set yeah. out a couple of games. You've got that whole option of Willian, Pedro, Hazard, or maybe playing behind Morata or Hazard as a false nine. There's a lot of things that they can do, aren't there?
7: You do a lot of options, yeah. Basically, plan A appears to be Morata up top with Eden Hazard floating in behind. And I must say, Whenever I've seen them, them operate together like that, they've been brilliant. And, and even though there's only two of them, uh, compared to the three that we saw that we see in the other shape, um, that they've got more than enough ability to, to cause problems. The other option, of course, is to have uh, two players in behind. I guess it would be Willian. I mean, sometimes we've seen Hazard as a false nine, mm. Willian and Pedro floating around as well. But I think it's Morata's bit he'll play. Um, what I will say is that last time we played against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, the defenders were brilliant. They were absolutely outstanding in the way they handled Alvaro Morata, who I rate highly, but they really got into him. They were very physical, resilient, uh, and, and basically roughed him up. I'd like to see that happen again.
3: Not as physical as David Louise on that particular day, thank goodness. Um, mm. Clarkie, let's finish then with your five-second team talk. If you're Arsene Wenger, standing in that tunnel, what are you going to say to the boys?
7: Channel all the frustration that you feel about what Mike Dean did to you at the with without penalty decision. Channel it and use it to punish Chelsea.
3: Now, we need to channel a very different emotion now as we prepare to lock horns for the first time this calendar year. In this reign of Arsenal, how I have awaited the return, having actually finished 2017 on something of an upward curve after a pretty wretched run before. Uh, Liam Roberts, purple-shirted, as discussed, um, good to have you back. How was uh, your festive period? It was
1: very nice actually. I've had a few days off, so it was. Um, I feel refreshed. And speaking of New Year's resolutions, I thought you guys might go with the Someone get into week four. Ooh. I want to see someone <laughs> get beyond week three with these questions. I didn't even know week four existed. <laughs> I didn't even know week three existed for me, but... <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, so hopefully, Russ, maybe you'll get one step closer. You're on week two answering your questions on Matteo Flamini. Yes, I am. Adrian, you're coming in on week one with Steve Bold. Um, mm. I think we'll start fresh. So, Russ, you're slightly behind in the standings, so would you like to go first or second? Yeah, less behind than I expected. I was delighted by your totting up last week. Good job I bought you those
3: couple of pints. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'll get it out of the way. I'll, I'll try and set the stall out. I'll try and go
1: first. OK, then, so four questions. Week two on Mathieu Flamini starting now. Question one. Which two squad numbers has Mathieu Flamini won for Arsenal? Oh, my goodness.
3: Oh, Twenty-something. Oh, this is a nightmare. Um, squirming early. Uh, yeah, uh, squirming yeah. very early. Um, Twenty-three
1: and... four... No, not four, no. Three. Oh, ah. I'm going to put you out your misery. Oh. It, was, it was 20 and number 16. Right. OK, good start. Good start. OK, question <laughs> two. Um, what's the name? Of his green energy company, uh, GF Biochemicals. Correct. Lucky. Nice. Less plastic in the world. It's <laughs> got the tagline as well. No extra points. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Question three: Which season did he win Serie A with AC Milan? Twenty ten to eleven. Correct. Oh, good, good,
3: good run that. Thank you. And question four, um, when was Mathieu born? Uh, he was born 7th of March
1: 1984. Correct. Three out of four. Good, Good recovery. A full sense of security there. Yeah, nice recovery, nice thank recovery you. there. So, thank you. Good knowledge, Rust. Good knowledge, mate. Cheers, boys. So, are you're going to need 100% to, uh, mm. to, to take it. OK, so, go. all right. Four questions, Steve Mould, week one. Which piece of history did Steve make in August 1992?
7: I thought I had a a mental blank there, but no. He scored
1: Arsenal's first ever Premier League goal. Correct. I do like that question. Um, What year did he become our assistant manager?
7: Oh, um, Rice He retired, didn't he? Uh, 2012. Yeah, 2012.
1: Correct. Question is three. How many goals did Steve score in his 11 years with us
7: 11 years oh, I, I did look at this earlier I, I'm not 100% sure I've remembered it correctly that's a tough question for week one I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with, with 8 he
1: scored 5 5? Five? 5 goals not even not even a goal every 2 years
7: is that is that just in the in the Premier League or in all competition I've got a I, with... I was thinking all competition
1: I okay, get Stuart's Inquiry Okay, I, gonna have to, I'll, uh, I'll double check that. But we'll get we'll get a question four, and then if you get if you get this one, I'm gonna double check it. Okay. <laughs> question four: How many England caps? Two. Two. Okay. Stuart's inquiry it's it's in, and actually Russell Hargreaves has done the research. Can you reveal how many goals? I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy. I think the initial
3: decision should stand. Otherwise, it makes a mockery of the entire <laughs> point of the tournament, of the podcast, of life. Quite frankly, but. <laughs> On the counter side to that argument, 372 all time Arsenal appearances in all competitions and eight goals.
1: <laughs> Adrian Clark <laughs> takes it in controversial oh. style, first one Look, of
7: 2018. This is why 2018 is the year where we have to bring in video technology, not just on the pitch but also um, with the brain of Arsenal.
1: I'm going to have one appeal per brain of Arsenal now because I don't think there's enough time in the podcast for this. <laughs> so, Adrian, you take it four to three. Week three is now just a distant memory. We're, we're, starting, we're starting from scratch, so, Russ, I'm going to have to ask for a, uh, a new subject.
3: I think... I always like to have a little thread between what I did and what I failed in. <laughs> so I'm going to say the man who... Signed for Arsenal just before Flamini in the same season. I'm going to say the life and times have waked me up. Yaya Sanogo. OK, that's going to be
1: quite interesting to uh, to research.
3: <laughs> Clarky, well done, mate. You've extended you your much. lead a little bit there, but um, good work. When can we see or hear you next?
7: Um, I will be uh, on the Matchday show this weekend uh, for the Nottingham Forest game. Really looking forward to that FA Cup. Four o'clock kick-off. And I'll be filling out a breakdown on Thursday uh, of the Chelsea game.
3: And a new improved breakdown, which is, of course, your New Year's resolution. (laughs) I'll do my best. The final word this week goes to our club captain, Per Mertesacker, with his thoughts on Thomas Rydzitski, who announced his retirement from the game shortly before Christmas.
5: Every time he was on the pitch or he, he came onto the pitch, you know, he, he made an impact. No matter no matter what minute or how many minutes he played, you know, he was just fantastic. Or for you as a teammate or the fans, because of his dedication to the game, you could always feel that he he has got something to give. And he had a gift. He was a lovely footballer and uh, I think he matched brilliantly to the Arsenal way, to the Arsenal uh the way Arsenal is working and with his technical ability and his speed. Um he was kind of that magician, you know, you, you see once once in a while and uh out memories I would I would say when he scored against Tottenham, you know, when we had that year when we had when we scored five. Um I think those are the moments you will always remember. But him and myself we had a we are qu- quite close, therefore, um, I'm a little bit biased, but as an Arsenal man, you 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 love him because he's that character you're aiming for as a teammate and someone being next to you on a pitch because he, you know in an instant moment he can make a difference. So uh, I'm very pleased, you know, because I played against him in the Bundesliga. I would never have thought I would play with him actually together. So... Uh, to have kind of that career and played alongside him is, is, very, is an honour to me, so I would just thank him for his contribution you know, to the game of football and to Arsenal Football Club and the impact he had on so many players, and on coaches, on staff, on everyone involved to Arsenal. I think everyone appreciates him so much.
3: Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Callum Chambers, to Per Mertesacker, to Perry Groves, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well, and also find us on Acast these days. Remembering to get your questions into Clarky for the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on Monday, the 8th of January, and until then, it's bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast.